Hello, I am so excited that you are here. I'm Dr. Christine LaRocca, and you are listening to episode number six on nutrition. Before we get started today, I want to tell you briefly about the next eight-week intensive weight loss program starting on June 7th. Through this program, I will guide you to create your own personalized weight loss plan. Your body is unique, and only an individual plan is going to work for the long term. I will guide you to define what you will eat, when you will eat, and what your activity level will be with things that you love doing. This is a plan for your life, not a quick fix. We will hold live group coaching weekly for one hour on Monday nights from 8 to 9 Eastern time. This is where you will learn how your brain works. You are in control of the results in your life, and it all starts with your thoughts. This is the key to lasting success. You will also have a weight loss curriculum workbook with worksheets. Putting your goals to paper is powerful, but putting your thoughts on paper is the key to understanding how your mind works and what motivates you. Throughout the eight-week program, you'll have ongoing support in our exclusive Facebook group from other members and myself. This program has the Facebook group only for members that have gone through the program or, or, or who are in the current program. So these are like-minded people with a similar mission. So if you want to learn more information, head over to drlaraka.com. Um, that's D-O-C-T-O-R spelled out, Laraka, L-A-R-O-C-C-A. And I'll put the link in the show notes. Also, I just want to add a disclaimer here that even though I'm a medical doctor, I'm not your doctor. So the things that I teach about are not to be used as medical advice. You should consult your physician to discuss what is best for you personally. Okay, so let's dive in for today's content. Nutrition. The key to good nutrition is to eat more real whole foods and eat less processed and packaged foods. This means less flour and sugar. Don't let this get overcomplicated. There are so many weight loss diets out there, it's hard to keep track of what you should be doing. But I just want you to keep it simple and you can't go wrong. The only thing that you have to remember is that whole foods nourish your body while processed foods cause weight gain and disease. I don't want you to think about this from a place of scarcity, like you're restricting your eating. I want you to think about it from a place of abundance. To do this, I want you to grab a piece of paper or open an Excel sheet on your computer, or if you're driving, then do this later. But I want you to write down all of the food categories and then brainstorm the foods that you already know and love that are nutritious and that you like to eat. This is the start of your food protocol. These are the foods that will serve your body. If you go to that website that I gave you, there's a nutrition cheat sheet to help guide you in the free weight loss workbook. It's on the main page of the website. You can also use Google and search each category. The categories are proteins, vegetables, fruits, fats, and grains. So let's get started with veggies. Whole vegetables purchased in the produce section or raw are the best option, and the next best best is frozen. Canned vegetables tend to have a high amount of salt, so I want you to be conscious of that. Fruits are similar to veggies that fresh or frozen are the best ones. 
when they're canned or packaged, they usually are highly processed with sugars or high fructose corn syrup. All fruit juice is concentrated. Even if it says it's hundred percent fruit juice, that may be true, but it's still concentrated fruit. So it's concentrated fructose, which is a form of sugar. So they are not healthy for us. This type of intake overwhelms the liver really quickly and can turn into fat. When we eat fruits in their natural forms, our liver can process the fructose, which is the type of sugar that comes from a fruit. And our body is designed to handle that. But when we eat it in the concentrated form, like high fructose corn syrup or concentrated juice from fruit, it overwhelms the liver and the rest turns to fat. So when you eat a whole piece of fruit, the health benefits from the vitamins, fiber, and other nutrients are abundant and outweigh the small amount of sugar that your body absorbs from that fruit. So whole fruits are good. Processed fruits turn to fat. So speaking of fat, next I want to talk about dietary fat. So a bunch of different fats you've likely heard of before. There's unsaturated fats, which are the healthy ones. And there are saturated fats, which have been long known as the unhealthy ones. So beyond a doubt, we know that polyunsaturated fats and monosaturated fats protect us from heart disease, stroke, and cognitive decline. They also aid in weight loss due to increased satiety, which is the feeling of being full. So monosaturated fats include olive oil, avocado, and other nuts like almonds and pecans. Polyunsaturated fats are omega-3s and omega-6s. You probably have heard of these before. Examples of these include flax, chia seeds, walnuts, salmon, tuna, flaxseed oil, soybean oil, and canola oil. This type of fat is only obtained through our diet. Our body cannot make these types of fats. The fats are used in our body to build cell membranes and cover our nerves for protection and increase the speeds of conduction, which are the signals that our nerves use to go from our brain to our body or vice versa. When you're thinking about fats and the the types of oils, I want you to buy cold pressed oils because this avoids the refining process, which heats up the oil and damages the healthy fats. So there is conflicting evidence out there about saturated fats. Current recommendations from the American Heart Association suggest that overeating red meats and other forms of saturated fats can lead to an increase in heart disease, stroke, and colon cancer. This is thought to be due to a chemical called TMAO that's created during digestion. This chemical has been shown to increase risk of blood clots, and that can be part of the mechanism of a stroke or a heart attack. But the studies have also shown that these effects are reversible. So when there's questions coming up about conflicting evidence, we don't know if we're starting to disprove this or if it's still true, but the evidence so far leads us to believe that when eaten in too large of an amount, that this is not good for our body. So I recommend to my patients and clients that they take one to two meals a week of red meat and limit it otherwise. The next group I want to talk about today is fiber. Fiber keeps your bowel movements regular and makes you feel full so you don't overeat. This protects you from weight gain, heart disease, and reduces the risk of colon cancer, which makes sense because it keeps the gut moving. 
fiber-rich foods include oats, barley, beans, nuts, fruits like apples and berries, vegetables like carrots, Brussels sprouts, and cabbage. That leads us into proteins. How much protein do you actually need a day? That's a really good question. So it depends on what your goals are. If your goal is to maintain or lose weight, then you need about one gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. So this is the amount that you will need if you're sedentary or mildly to moderately active. If you have a high intensity exercise regimen, you may need more protein. So the way to calculate this is one kilogram equals about 2.2 pounds. So if you weigh, say, 154 pounds, that's approximately 70 kilograms, and you would need about 70 grams of protein per day. If your weight is 90 kilograms, which is about 198 pounds, then you would need about 90 grams of protein a day. So whatever your weight is, you can calculate this number by turning your your weight in pounds into kilograms. And that's how many grams of protein you will need per day. Plant-based proteins are healthier than animal-based proteins. So plants we find are the best, then fish, then poultry or white meats, and then red meats as far as protein sources. As far as grains and healthy carbohydrates, things like oats, oatmeal, barley, farro, brown rice have all been shown to be healthy examples of carbohydrates. We also include the vegetables, potatoes, and sweet potatoes. Now, everybody's body is different. Somebody might eat potatoes and be very sensitive potatoes and not process these starches well and gain weight from these. Most people tolerate this whole food very well, though. So there has been a lot of advice um, against eating potatoes and fruits uh, in the last decade or so, especially in patients with diabetes because of the high glycemic index. But what we have found is that teaching the glycemic index and our body's blood sugar response to eating certain foods has not been proven to be as useful in clinical practice. So if you're eating any whole food, whether it's a fruit or a potato or a sweet potato, it's absolutely a hundred times better for you than eating any processed food out there. So I want you to keep that in mind. Things that I want you to pay attention to reducing in your diet are sugary drinks, such as soda, juices, like we talked about a little bit already, sweetened teas or green teas, artificial sweeteners, like in diet sodas. So sugary drinks are the quickest place to get sugars that will cause fat and weight gain. So this, if you are drinking any of those types of drinks, cutting back on those drinks and switching over to water will give you a huge benefit in your weight loss. I want you to be conscious too of sugars hiding in say green teas. There's a couple different brands of green teas that look like they're healthy. And then you look at the sugars on the back and there's like 30 grams, grams of sugar in there. It's like drinking a soda. So I want you guys to be looking at labels and really be paying attention to the added sugars in your foods and drinks. Other things to reduce are f- forms of flour, like pastries, other sugary desserts, like ice cream, 
pure flour foods like pastas, breads, tortillas, crackers, chips, pizza dough, and processed white rices. Alcohol contains sugar and also impairs our hunger signals. So I want you to pay attention to how much alcohol you're drinking. And I want you to deliberately decide how much alcohol you're going to drink. Um, either that's per, per party or per weekend or whatever that is. I want you to think about that ahead of time. Be cautious about lunch meats. They're all highly processed and they're packed with a bunch of sodium to preserve them. Um, drinks that are healthy for you are water, brewed teas, black coffee, and sparkling water that's sugar-free. I want you to be careful with sparkling water because sometimes it even gets me where I don't think that there's added sugars and I, I don't look at the label and then I take a sip of it and I'm thinking, wow, this is really sugary. So I want you guys to always be checking labels so you know what brands pack the most sugars. All right, good. So I think that you guys have a pretty good base about um, nutrition today. So I want to just leave you with a superfood. So my superfood for today is quinoa. If you've never had quinoa, I want you to try it. I don't enjoy it plain. It has to be made by a recipe. My favorite way to eat it is sauteing some garlic and uh, white onions and then uh, frying the quinoa in the pan before I cook it. And then you boil a, you boil a pot of water, put the quinoa in the water with the garlic and the onions for about 15 minutes. It'd be on the back of the package of the quinoa. And then once that's done, I mix in some walnuts and that's how I love to eat quinoa. So let me tell you how quinoa is a superfood. It's rich in protein, unsaturated fats, fiber, antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals. It's gluten-free. It only takes about 15 minutes, like I said. And unlike other plant proteins, it is a complete protein containing all nine essential amino acids that our body does not make on its own. So that's why I am such a big fan of quinoa. Try to work it into your meal plan about once a week, or even just give it a shot once and see if it's something that you like. My mom uses quinoa as the breadcrumbs in her meatloaf, loaf, ugh, meatloaf, sorry. So there's so many different ways that you can use it and try things. So if meatloaf, for example, is a food you love and you normally would put breadcrumbs, but now because you're listening to this podcast and you're following along and you're doing really well in your weight loss journey and you want to take it to the next level, then try different substitutions like that. And you'll find that you might love them just as much and have a better effect on your body. All right. So that's what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope that this helps you along your weight loss journey. Please leave me a podcast review. Doing this will help me out and make sure that the podcast can reach more people that are searching for weight loss solutions. I'll talk to you next week, but in the meantime, make the most of this one. All right. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today on nutrition. I just want to tell you all happy Memorial Day weekend. And I want to say thank you to all of the service men and women out there. I really appreciate every single one of you. Memorial Day is a time where we remember and celebrate our heroes that gave the ultimate sacrifice. And for all of those out there listening, that have family members or loved ones that have given their life for our freedom and our country, I'm thinking of you today and always.
And I appreciate military family sacrifices as well. All right. You guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you.